Amazon Prime's Modern Love Season 2 just dropped. We'll be looking at the first episode on a serpentine road with the top down. It's about 35 minutes. Welcome to today's episode. remind you of solos solos it reminded me of easy on netflix it reminded me of master of none but yeah solos because first of all i didn't know it was an anthology show so i went in there thinking the cast was going to be tina fey deb patel <laughs> like the poster star-studded cast yeah they tell you at the beginning of the show that it is based on the new york times article modern love or column every episode yeah is fictionalized version i thought they all took place in new york I mean, the first season did, the second season, the they second went season. all across the globe, like Ireland, somewhere in New York, somewhere other places. Well, this is in the UK. They don't even drive on the right side of the road. <laughs> um, and it's all about her car, so you see that all the time. Is and that interesting, just about a car? Like, it almost makes it feel like it would be some, like, weird show. Hey, um, you remember Supernatural? Yeah. The baby episode was, like, one of the top-rated yeah, episodes. Yeah, because it took place at For 14 years. That's basically right. what it is. Um, so would you compare her to Dean Winchester then? No, she's grieving in a way. Her husband passed away a long time ago, but we'll get into that. First of all, it's Mini Driver, so big name. So another reason why it's compared to Solos, I think, is because you have Anne Hathaway, who was in that first episode. You had Anthony Mackie within that series well. you as well. also had Anne Hathaway in this show as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, first season. Okay. Um, but basically, you get one big star and then I wouldn't say that the person who played her husband isn't a big star, but like Mini Driver is a household name, yeah, or used right. to be at least. And so she's a doctor, and we meet her in the first scene, and she's diagnosing her patients, and we kind of see that she's a good person, but that they're not, she's kind of in a clinic that isn't doing great. Like she has money issues, but not enough where they're like they're constrained. They have to sell their boat, they have to sell their car. So she's having money issues, not really the clinic, right? Her family is. Okay. So she goes home. And we meet Neil, and we meet her daughter, who is very young, and then we meet her other daughter through a Zoom phone call, and she's in college. And we find out that Neil is that daughter's stepfather because her father is uh, has passed away from sickness and Mini Driver remarried. Mm -hmm. Her name is Dr. Kuron, um, so that's how I'll refer to her from now on. Anyways, she's really connected to this Triumph stag that she drives around all over town but it constantly breaks down it's a sports tour that's the type of car it is it's like back from the 70s could you compare it to maybe the relationship between her and the car as like the how i met your mother car that marshall likes so much that he wasn't able to get to like two hundred thousand miles yeah um because there's an emotional connection there there's an emotional tie and at the beginning of the show you don't really understand what it's going towards you see her kind of talking while she's in the car and stuff and you don't realize why until about 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the episode, then there's this like sort of revelation because she has to sell the car or she, for Neil's kind of like, hey, we can make money this way. Not realizing that she has this like really strong connection to it. Right. And it's 30 minutes episodes, right? So this takes place like halfway through, you said. Yeah, 10, 15 minutes. In. Okay. Yeah. So she's driving it around kind of on the highway, enjoying one of her last rides with it. And she's talking again. And that's when it becomes very obvious. She's talking to her ex-husband um, and it's a sad scene because it's like she's doing a pretty good job selling it just by herself, kind of just being like, 
uh, I have to get rid of this thing and I, I'm sorry and, and this is what our daughter's doing and, and kind of just like how people, widows or... Right, I mean, Mindy Driver, she was actually speaking to her moms during those scenes and her mom passed away a couple months after they shot this episode. So she was saying how it was really beneficial that she was able to do that. Yeah, and so I like that part. And then it became a little jarring because you had her husband her dead husband actually just show up in the car next to her mm. and just start staring and smiling at her. And they didn't need it right then and there at the beginning part, like uh, of his introduction, what they should have done. Uh, and I'm adamant about this because I think it would have made it for an even better story is they should have had her speaking to the empty car, then do the backflashes. And then at the end, show him in the car and there. Yeah. So you would so have introduced to him first. Well, it kind of just takes the audience out of it when you're, introduced to a character that you've never seen before and all they do is just stare like it really kind of i liked her dialogue so then we see a backflash with him and that's when i realized oh i've seen this guy before this is strike this is uh i've seen a full what three four episodes of him and he actually is talking now and we see everything from um him like meeting her going out on their first date uh, them rushing to the hospital with their baby oh so they go through like the whole timeline yeah, but in quick fashion, like up. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a montage. So kind of like a montage, but they do spend a few seconds on every scene so that you kind of get a good sense. Uh, his diagnosis with a, a disease, him picking up his daughter from middle school and her having, this is the daughter who is now in college. Right. Uh, them going grocery shopping, him getting even more bad news, them going to his funeral. And so like you do get an emotional, and I thought that that was a pretty good gut punch. And that for the first episode of the series, especially since it's anthological, you get really get a sense of what it's about. It's a feel-good story. There are sad parts. You probably could have shaved a good five to ten minutes off this episode. Like, she does end up selling the car. She goes back, tells Neil about how guilty she feels about having even talked to her ex-husband all these times. Um, it, however, her daughter and her are still very connected to that car. Neil sees that, goes back, buys the car back for more money than they ended up like uh, selling it for from the same person. Um, and then at the end of the episode, she has the car. She's picked up her daughter. They're going to um, the older daughter. They're going to visit the family again. And um, they show as they drive off that the they turn on Van Morrison, which was the dad's favorite song, the, the dead dad. Yeah, right. And you see him in the back of the car, just kind of like nodding his head. So and, it is a positive. Nod. And so that's where I think that it would have just had you first seen him there. If, if that was the first time you saw him in the back of the car, kind of just his ghost, mm-hmm. that would be pretty cool as they were driving away. Because it's like, yeah, he's still alive in a way in their hearts. You didn't need to see it earlier. Also, I think the amount of guilt that um, Dr. Quran felt uh, when she was telling Neil about how she still talks to him and still loves him and how he shouldn't, that she feels bad because she also loves him, but doesn't want to make him feel jealous. Right, it's conflicting, yeah. And it was like, obviously not. Like, if you're in love with someone and they pass away, like, what is the new husband going to want? He'd be sort of a dick if he was to say, like, screw your old husband. <laughs> right, well, this you know? this show did something very strange for its premiere episode where it kind of went the depressing route a little bit, usually with something a like... A little bit? Well, with Modern Love, in the first season, the finale, it showed, I think, Anne Hathaway and Dave Patel, who had had their own standalone episodes, like, get together, so you kind of understood where they had been. Oh, it weaved it back and forth. See, that's what I thought maybe this was originally, um, when I thought it all took place in New York. I thought it was going to be, like, that movie from 10 years ago, that really big rom-com. Where it was like all these oh, individual storylines yeah, that then came a couple together, of those, like Valentine's Day. And, yes, uh, yeah. those type of movies. I thought that was that was what the series was about. But it took more of a depressing route. There are like funny moments 
Like we meet Jerry a bunch of times and then uh, the whole plot line with her being a doctor didn't really have anything to do with the show besides just to kind of make her character, sh show her to be a good person. Yeah, the actual person is a, is a professor at Harvard University. You mean the person it was based off? Yeah, the person it was episode? based off. Are of, they British? Uh, I think so, and they've ran three books as well. Um, they didn't actually sell the car in the actual story, but they did debate it. And you said that they had two daughters in this uh, episode? Well, she has a younger one that she's had with Neil, the new husband, and then she has the older daughter who is, is now in college yeah i think that might be that they had two uh kids with the uh, um deceased husband began then that's that's some of the changes that they made uh the i mean director, it's 30 minutes so like you gotta fictionalize it a bit the, I the director also directed things like uh, sing street and begin again with karen knight that, and Mark that makes Ruffalo. sense yeah this is like a feel-good jaunt in a way um, there's only a couple moments where you where you really feel sad. Uh, you see, was his name Tom Burke? Is yeah, Tom a, Burke. Yeah. Okay, so the strike guy. You see him get um, sicker, so you see his him get a little paler, and then you're like, oh man, that sucks. And then you see them spread his ashes. So besides the characters mourning a bit, um, th that's about as dark as it gets. So it is shows for anybody. But between this and maybe a normal romance, are you getting anything really different? Uh, it reminds me of Master of None. Remember fourth season? You were talking about how there were some dark moments and stuff like that. Uh, like that's not kid friendly, but um, it it definitely shows like more down to earth modern love story than something that would be in Hollywood. Like uh, the, again, Valentine's Day, uh, less complicated, not as convoluted. There's no like you're having an affair with me. Oh my god! And, and then them get like getting back together. Yeah, it's nothing that that crazy. Um, I felt like they also milked the storyline for all it was worth. So when you say like there were returning characters in the first season, I can't really see how they could bring this storyline back. There's not really much <laughs> to do with it. It kind of left off on a nice note. I have a game here. Uh, it's based off of one of the plot summary episodes that happened later on in the season. How many episodes were in the first season? Uh, eight, and there's eight in this season. Yeah, so that's another way it's like solos, right? Because right, it was yeah. either six or eight. Yeah. And, but Amazon and, likes to do this thing where, yeah, it, this was shot during COVID? It was shot during COVID. But the first yeah. season was not? Uh, yeah, the first season, I think, was beforehand, like right beforehand. So it's interesting how, and, yeah. In season two, they, they also have like a ton of guest stars that are showing up. Um, much like if they solos. incorporated some sort of technology, this could be like a solos episode or like black mirror maybe yeah you, you know the black mirror that it sort of reminded me of was the one where um the the grieving widow like signs up to a social network um where the dead husband or boyfriend like she was able to oh, put yeah, in yeah, yeah, and it yeah. analyzed like his social media and then it like the season, recreated the season him. two premiere yeah <laughs> was it really the yeah. season two premiere so yeah this sort of reminded me of that I remember when I saw that episode, I was surprised to see the guy from Ex Machina in it. And so when I saw this episode, I was surprised to see the guy from Strike in it. So they always seem to cast like the dead person as someone who's You're like, relatively <laughs> famous. Yeah, so I have a game here. It's three truths, one lie. And uh, basically, these are all plots that are going to be in future episodes, except for one of these. And I want to see if you can guess which one is the false one. You're not right. going to spoil anything no. about future episodes. No. These are just summaries for them. So, Does everybody have a famous, or every episode have a famous yeah. person? Yeah, basically. Okay. So the first uh, option is two strangers meet on a train from Galway to Dublin in March 2020 and decide to go old school. No numbers exchanged, only a promise that they will meet up on the train two weeks later. So like before sunrise. Yeah. And then the second one is two parents, after being divorced for several years, begin a casual fling and reignite their old flame, only for one of them to receive a life-changing medical diagnosis. 
Okay. At first, I thought it was like run, but are they with other people? You I said did, two parents. These are uh, these are just summaries. Okay, the gotcha. The third one is a woman with delayed sleep phase. She finds someone who's awake while the sun is shining, and she is not. So she finds like a relationship, but he's only awake while the like a normal person, and she is usually awake during the night. And then the fourth one is Alan Talbot. After a disturbing interaction with a religious fanatic leads to tragedy, he goes off to visit his hometown with a woman named Jessica Connolly, with whom he has fallen in love with. Okay, so one of these is true, or all of them is One of these is false. One of these is false. So three of them do happen, are summaries for later on in the uh, season. Um, say you the... want me to go through, go through them again? Real so quick. So you have the train one, where they say that they will meet up um, in two weeks. Yeah. Then you have the parents reigniting and having a casual fling. Mm-hmm. The third one is... When you a... say casual fling, it's like they're not with each other then, right? No, they reignite their old flame, so they are together when. Got it. Okay. The third is a weird way of if you're already a couple calling it a flame. Well, the third one is the sleep phase, and then the fourth one is Alan Talbot. He goes to his hometown and meets a woman, Jessica Connolly. And when you say meets a woman, do you mean like do they get together? Yeah, like it's his crush. So he he just falls in love love with her. her? Yeah. After he just goes to a random town. Okay. I guess I'll go with A because that sounds the most cliche out of the four. (laughs) No, the fake one was the Alan Talbot one. No, oh, where he goes to his hometown. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, um, but going back to yeah, the I had show, no idea. <laughs> going back to the show, um, the on overall, a serpentine road. You mean the episode with the top down? Well, the, the overall show is an eight on IMDb and a sixty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's much better than Solos. But when I but when you look at the season two, it does have a fifty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and all of the scores are lower than season one, except for the episode that you watched. The episode that you watched is one of the most reviewed and one of the highest rated, with an eight point two. It's probably the most reviewed because like the. F- first thing that you go to was, when yeah. you want like i'm assuming every reviewer was just like well we'll just see how it kicks off yeah but it was one of the highest rate of actually the whole entire series so. yeah and as i said it, it is a feel good um it has just a tiny gut punch um but anybody can watch it and they probably will enjoy it um my biggest complaint is that it uh, ran a little long um, so then what would you give it with everything an eight like just eight. <laughs> however like if i had to sit through another three that were just like it I, that score would go down real quick. Well, again, I think that every single episode kind of focuses on a different genre. Like, uh, there's a like different genre. Yeah, like in, I at, thought they were all. I romance. think it was it's called a, Modern Love. Well, yeah, obviously a romance, but I think episode six is considered to be one of the funniest episodes of the whole entire series. Oh, okay, yeah. So they also have like a lot of music in it. Like they had yeah. Van Morrison, they had The Doors, so they have a budget. So yeah. that's also good to see. Uh, and then. Um, I don't know. People like old cars, so maybe that would have had. Yeah, the, it was it. apparently the stag was like a really big car that the um, Triumph stag. Yeah, yeah that. And when she was, she was selling it, she said it was basically like buying a go kart. Well, she was line. really glad that she was able to drive it because she said she's a car fanatic. So it has a sixty-one on Metacritic. Uh, the Guardian gave the whole season for season two a three out of five. Um, but a lot of people said, like I said, the first episode was the best one. Yeah, and it also featured another big musical guest, uh, the Wiggles. The Wiggles were a yeah, big no, part of the Wiggles show. don't show up in this. They show, do they. because the dad wants to listen to the Van Morrison album at the during the kids. Like, Wait, so the soundtrack for the for a Wiggles episode? Well, the, the kid fingers? really wants to listen to the Wiggles, and so then they end up <laughs> listening to the Wiggles. Which one with fruit salad? He well, he no fruit. How do you know the Wiggles soundtrack? That's like the most famous Wiggles soundtrack. Sure, it is. Fruit okay, salad. yeah, no, he had headphones in the entire time or earphones in. Is that the only B storyline that you get? B storyline is Neil's storyline. Neil, the stepfather or whatever. 
but wait, it's, but that's like we see him sell his boat. Well, we don't see him actually sell the boat, but we hear about him selling the boat, and then he goes and buys back the car. It just seems like mini drivers in most of the episode. Yes, like it she's... is her episode in the end. Uh, she even almost drives off a cliff at one point because she's so depressed about having to sell the car. Purposely, and... she almost drives off a cliff. Yeah, she closes her eyes and she's just like, "Take me to the blah blah." And... That sounds like she wants to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, and she then mentions it later on, but in the end, she's kind of like tilted back into the regular part of that. Just seems very grief stricken. I mean. She's sad throughout the episode, but by the end, she's she's coping with it, you know? Like, she's with her daughter. She doesn't want to leave her family. It's kind of one of those things where she just doesn't want to let go of her husband. But it seems like Minnie Driver, in the end, all this episode is, is her wanting to get rid of the car, then her husband buying it back for her because it was sentimental. Yeah, it, but it's more about the relationships. Like, you get a good sense of who so Minnie it's a Driver is. Study. Yeah, and then you know who her, who her daughter is. Her daughter is played by a few different individuals throughout the episode as you see her age, mm. but it still feels like one person. She misses her dad as well. Um, the car is its own character, just like the baby in the baby well, in Supernatural. Yeah. Would you say it's almost the main character a little bit? Yes. Um, there are some throwaways like Lorraine, the, the receptionist, or Jerry, who's just there kind of to show that it's a small town and that he's always fixing up the car and that people are kind of fed up with her just keeping the car around. Right, I saw that. I saw that it was mostly just two main characters. Like, all of them, by the end, you really have a good sense of who that family, what the family dynamic is, and that you see a strength there that kind of just that bond becomes stronger throughout the Do episode. Do you see any Ireland, like, landmarks? It was rainy, and, like, the shots were beautiful, like, sometimes when they were driving on the mountains or through just, like, this green pasture. Drone shots? No, not really. Well, yes, there were drone shots because from the back angle, when they drive away on the highway and you see the dad in the background, in the back of the car, that's definitely a drone shot. It's mm-hmm. like a closing shot of a car as you pan out yeah the cut talked about how mini driver's character really only the only connection that she really has is to her daughter by the end of the episode well i think they're trying to hmm. i don't think that's particularly fair to neil's character because they show that there was an issue beforehand when she was feeling guilty but by the end there it seemed like they had wrapped things up pretty nicely and that they were also in a good place uh so it's who, okay to love two people if one of them's dead. Who do you think <laughs> is like the main people that they're trying to bring this story to? Because you said it's family friendly, but there has to be like a target audience they're going for, right? You know, with streaming shows, streaming platforms, Amazon shows in particular, they seem like they're not looking for, they, they don't really care. They're not looking to appeal to like the mass public. So this is basically like you click on the show, you figure out within the few, first few minutes whether or not you're into it. But in the end, it's just a drama that's light so then do you think that if someone sees this episode for the first time and this is the first one they've seen like you it's going to win over a lot of new people they would come and watch the whole series they would probably check out another episode if they like this one and is that what you're gonna do i might go to if i see someone that i a like the dev patel um yeah one. you're you're gonna you're gonna see a couple people in, in this show so, yeah, yeah so for instance i might go check that episode out with solos it had time travel in it so i was like oh i'm gonna watch all these episodes <laughs> Um, but with this show, it doesn't have that kind of extra twist. The first season has a 75%. Um, so, yeah, you said it yeah. was highly reviewed. And it plays a little bit like an independent movie, like something you'd see from uh, Boyhood or, as you were saying, yeah, Sing John, Street. John Carney. And he's, I think, he, I think he's written every single episode he directed, except for a season two finale. He wrote that one, but I don't think he directed it. Yeah, he wrote and directed this one for sure. I think we've exhausted everything we can say about this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.